0: Hey, cat. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Just kidding. I know the answer. Yeah, you know the answer. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. Everything's great. It's all rainbows and puppies every day. You're wearing a rainbow caftan. I am. Also, I got to pet a beagle puppy the other day. And I mean, like, not just like a puppy, like, oh, it's got big paws. It was like fresh out the womb puppy, like fresh puppy. Still that's covered in slime. I'm just kidding. It was. It was on the street. It was not covered oh, in slime. okay.
1: But it was like, that's. I was. Like, that's, that's really it was gross.
0: so little that I was like, is this puppy like ready to be on the street? I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah. Some of them, they're like, you can't take this puppy out.
0: It was so cute and so small and it was a beagle and it was so floppy and soft. Oh, that's <sighs> could describe a lot of things, Kat. Oh, well. Yeah. That is what she said.
1: <laughs> I like them. You like and them? Soft.
0: I like them floppy and soft. I do. We're okay. talking about penises. We're talking about puppies.
1: I what? was talking about penises. Well, when they're floppy, they're really soft. It's true. <laughs> it's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a puppy when you have a floppy, soft dick? They're really soft. I feel like uh, baby powders on them already. I hope your kids aren't around. <laughs> Baby powder, yeah. Well, who are we kidding? None of our. Do any of our listeners have kids? You think? No, they're not listening. Well, we should. They're not listening ever. Well, they're the not our listeners. Are oh, the kids aren't. I was like, yeah. well, if they're not, then they're not our listeners. I don't get. No, it's the, <laughs> the kids so are listening work. to this. Hey, do you know today is a really crazy week? Wait,
1: but Kat, what do you do?
0: What? What do you do? Oh, hi. I'm Cat Eves and I'm a stylist. I'm Jenny Zigrino I'm a comedian. This, this is Scotty Positive. Positive. Do you know why that confused me? Why? Because you always go first. That's true. Yeah, I was okay. like, wait, we switched uh, it up. It felt weird. It was like getting into the wrong side of the bed. Did it feel better? No. Oh, okay. I like it when you leave first. <laughs> lead the way, Jenny's agree now. Um, so it's crazy though this week. Yeah, it's uh, Emmy's week. <gasps> Da, 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 so, this Sunday, yes. Yeah. So the Very Creative cool. Arts Emmys were last weekend. Okay, that's for all the people. That's the untelevised version.
1: Yeah, it's mostly is, like crew
0: people and stuff. You know, yeah. So strange. I know it feels kind of shitty that they're like, we just want to remind you, below the line people, that you are indeed below the line, yep. and and it's un- no one knows who you are. <laughs> we threw you an award show, but like <laughs> well, nobody like, cool. No, none of the celebrities are there. there I don't think this, usually there
1: was this thing that I saw on Twitter that. Karaoke carpool won like best technical lighting. What? It's just a camera in a car. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess other
0: shows are like, what the fuck. Well, maybe they're. But here's the thing. Hear me out. When they're doing so, LA is a sunny place, right? So, in order for the lighting to be good inside that car and consistent at different times of day, I don't know. What time of day do you think that they're filming carpool karaoke?
1: Three o'clock, probably.
0: Also, would it blow your mind if you found out that that was on a soundstage this whole time? And that would blow never... my mind. Then I'd be like, oh, yeah, right. okay. It literally never occurred to me until now. I just assumed they're in L.A., but what if they are? Are they on a soundstage? No, they're definitely
1: driving around. Okay. Yeah.
0: I really <laughs> do. I really want to see them. I want to see that. I want to be walking down the street. I don't want to be driving because then it's harder to interact, but I'm going to be walking down the street. I want them to be stuck in bumper to bumper traffic, and I'm right there. And James Corden and Cher and Elton John are in the car together. Wow. That's it. That is a lot. (laughs) I'm not even like a huge Cher music fan, but like Cher as a concept. We're all here for Cher as a concept, right? Right?
1: I like Cher's concept.
0: Yeah. More (laughs) than I like Cher, I think. Yeah. like Like her style is ridiculous. She is like ultimately the gaudy, gaudy positivist lady out there
1: i mean her 70s outfits for the show were pretty oh great. my
0: god that's inspiration Nowadays, for days I'm not, I'm not too into well it. she's wild and i love it and wild her tweets 50 percent of the time that she tweets something it looks like she just took her elbow and put it on her phone and was like <laughs> send send uh, that, who knows what that means courtney
1: love just crazy oh man crazy people i love courtney love she did kill kurt
0: i do not agree with that I do not I know. agree with it. Have you listened to the Disgraceland episode about Kurt and Courtney? I no. am fully on the side of Disgraceland. She did not kill him. I don't think that she... First of all, no. Not she didn't, she
1: didn't, didn't personally. No. Heroin killed Kurt. And he shot himself with a shotgun? Yes. that you can't physically reach? Yes, you can. Okay. He
0: could have long arms. He was a little guy, though. He was a little guy. Yeah. Oh, my God, so
1: tiny. Yeah, he killed him. He I mean, was so tiny. He Courtney killed himself. Him. No, she didn't. We're gonna talk about James Corden in a minute to get back to James. Corden. I know. Speaking of talk clarity. about your talk about your enemies. Oh my god! <laughs> enemies. I've talk gotten about f- your enemies. my enemies
0: and my Emmys. I'm so glad you asked. I've waited all this time to talk about both of those things together. Um, so my enemies are gonna watch me dress two people for the Emmys this Woo! year, as we've been talking about, and all of the stuff is starting to come in for everybody's dresses. So I've done two fittings now, <sighs> actually. Three, technically. So one for Dulce with her dress and her des- the designer of her gown is um, a neat cut. She's based here in L.A. and she does all African print <gasps> and her gown is like African queen. Like it is so yeah. gorgeous and regal and like vibrant. I don't want to give away too I much. I love that.
1: But What's yeah. the material of that dress?
0: Um, It's a cotton. OK. Yeah. It's a cotton. Yeah. So it's very, very beautiful. It's beautiful. And the fabric is from Africa. And it's yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, that's great. And then the other dress is um Kristen Bartlett from Samantha B. Uh-huh. And she is one of the writers on the show. She's so fun and she's so funny. Um, God, why aren't you two friends? I keep trying to match oh, make with you two. Let's do it. I was like, I was like, Kristen, you and Jenny hanging out. Like, I'll be <laughs> friends with anybody. She's totally into it. I just need to make. I just need to make this matchmaking happen. Yeah. Anyway, Kristen's dress is um, also very vibrant, and it is uh, is being made by Christy Seedell Thompson, friend of the cast, Ooh. who is uh, who has worked on some stuff for Dulce yes. before. She also did the award winning dress. Yeah. Award winning, as in she did the dress that. Uh, evie oddly was wearing when she won drag race this season and you know what yes if you i don't give a shit about spoilers if you haven't watched that at this point that's your problem (laughs) she won (laughs) the information is out there so suck a dick so cool um but yeah christy designed that dress so very very cool that she's working on Kristen's dress so we've done two fittings i've done them over facetime technology is such a wonderful thing you know Yeah. and so where's she based out of she's in new york they both are and so, but what's really cool is that Christy's dress is being made partially with um, materials from Fab Scrap, which is basically like a reseller of recycled fabrics or fabrics that are left over from things, mm-hmm. so from other projects. And so um, she's reusing fabric or she's using fabric that is basically like leftover which is great
1: that is great so we've
0: got a good like sustainability element in there we're yeah. not taking from new batches of things we're taking from previous batches of things and yeah really trying to make the most of it um and her dress is really fun and all i can say about that one is there are crystal pleats involved
1: <gasps> See, I have not seen that dress. I've seen Dulce's mm-hmm. dress. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one. So the thing
0: about crystal pleats is, if you don't know what they are, they already sound fabulous.
1: Crystal pleats. Yeah, that sounds like a like a drag name.
0: Yeah, it should be. Crystal
1: pleats. I love that. That's a great Doesn't drag that sound name. Really
0: nice? That'd be great if you were a drag seamstress.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crystal pleats.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Yeah. So those are my two gowns and then jewelry. I've got I've got so I just got a bunch of jewelry. Please nobody rob me. Um it's a I've got a ton of vintage, like dripping in crystal costume jewelry from vintage <gasps> oh jewelry from God. Pop and Glam. I love jewelry based it. in
1: Chicago. I so. love vintage jewelry mm-hmm. that is just so Yes. Like shimmery and crystally and so good. Yes.
0: And I had custom jewelry made for Dulce um, from Wade and Willow. And she has a 15, I will give this one away. Okay. 15 carat rock on her finger. What? Created by uh, Wade and Willow. Like a 15
1: carat carat diamond rock? Well,
0: it's not a diamond. Oh, what is it? It's a, well, I'm not going to tell you that part. Okay. But it is a 15 carat rock. That's insane on her finger, and it's beautiful. And everything is custom made down to the hair beads. Yes. Oh yeah. Nobody. There are not very. I shouldn't say nobody, but there are very few jewelry designers who are making custom gemmed out uh, hair beads. So this is like she's gonna have gems on some of the beads in her hair. Ugh.
1: She's gonna look so good. She's regal as fuck. I'm so. It is. That is totally gonna be a princess. She's definitely gonna get queen a queen princess in that outfit. look.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is gonna get impregnated <laughs> in that high slit. It has a high slit. I gave that away. Okay. It's not a high slit.
1: It's a tasteful slit. If she wants to, it's get not a, a JLo man. slit. It's not all about. We're not. All- We're not dressing up for men. It's a church slit. Yeah. It's a church slit. <laughs> <It's> not- <laughs> What's a church slit? I don't know. I made that up. It's not a church. <laughs> it's not a church
0: slit. It's definitely higher than a church slit. <laughs> oh my god. I am so into Halloween already. What happened? I just watched a horror movie today while I was working. It's called Pure. And it's on Hulu. And it's all about purity balls. It's a horror movie about purity balls. I was like, "Sign me up! I'll watch it seventeen times." Was it good? No, it's garbage, but it's really fun garbage. It's fun
1: garbage. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been into this show called Couples Therapy on Showtime. Oh, how it is, is that? so. It is um, first of all, two comics are on it, which hmm. <laughs> makes me laugh. Um, but it's it's a real couples therapy with who, this therapist in New York. Who are the Who are the comics? Oh, I'll, I'll, they'll name nameless because I only know one of them. You only <laughs> know, know one of
0: them Wait, what? You just don't remember? I who know.
1: They are? I know the other person. They're a husband and wife team. Yeah, but I only know one of their names. Okay. So I'm just Natasha Lashero and Moshe no, Kasher. No, 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 Because no. they have know, a show. You don't know them. They're 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 New York comics. Oh my God. Who, okay. Anyway, who no one would know unless all right. They know. Okay. So, Except they have a show on Showtime. No, they're not. But they're not. It's not their show. I'm confused. So what happened is yeah. Showtime was like we get free therapy, got these couples. Okay. So they're probably just part of the couple's Oh, why got see. free therapy as long as I got to film it. Got it. Yeah. Oh fuck. And there's some characters. I do not think I want to watch that. There's one guy on there and this is like direct quotes of oh, him God. being like, I want her to anticipate my needs uh-huh. without me having to say it. I mean, welcome to every relationship, honey. <laughs> yeah, where he's like, he, she should know that I want a glass of water without me having to say... Oh, wow. I want a glass of water. Like which is that like level? Crazy. That's sociopath yes, honey.
0: level. That is called uh, a psychic butler.
1: Yeah. And then he was like, I need to have sex every day. It's like eating, you know? If someone's like, well, you ate yesterday. It's like, yeah, but I ate yesterday. I need to oh. have sex now. And then oh, she... My. But then she... The way she looks at him is like, she said... I thought it was just an addiction, but now I just see that he wants to love me so much. I'm like, nah, bitch. Oh. It's an addiction.
0: I also just think that there's like, I don't know, there's some, I don't know, I wanna, I'm not a therapist, but I want to break that down a little bit, because juxtaposing that with anticipating his needs just feels like what he wants is like a sex maid.
1: Yeah. Well, she at one point was like, she's like, has anyone ever attended to you like that? And he goes, no. And she's like, <laughs> it sounds very maternal. Yes. Yeah.
0: He wants a mama. He wants a mommy. He wants to fuck
1: his mama. Pretty much. (laughs) I'm sure like the way the guy looks, just like his face and his demeanor Mm -hmm. is just like he had the probably had like the most withholding mom.
0: Oh, I see. Like a super
1: withholding mom who probably shared too much information with him was like, do you know
0: what I mean? Mm -hmm. That kind of mom. Mm -hmm. So I've been watching that. Very
1: interesting. Um, I have to watch the third episode. Does it make you want
0: to? It just sounds depressing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Is it uplifting? Do you
1: enjoy there it? There are some parts that are uplifting. And then you see her go to therapy. You see uh-huh. the therapist go to therapy.
0: Oh. The therapist talk. goes
1: to therapy and talks about her patients? It's almost, I think all therapists are required to, like, see a therapist. To talk about their patients? Yeah. To basically talk uh, about, like. Like
0: in The Sopranos. Yeah. Huh. So she goes to I one. I did not know that. And talks about it. Oh, He talks about, like, the patients. So the therapist to the therapist, and then that therapist goes to therapy.
1: Probably. And then there's therapy. another
0: one who goes to that one, and it's like a pyramid chain, and basically it's like Mary Kay. Yeah. It's yeah. Mary Kay. That's it's what a, therapy is. It's Mary Kay. Yeah. Who's at the top of that? <laughs> Dr. Phil?
1: Um, I would <laughs> say Dr. Ruth.
0: Dr. Ruth.
1: Definitely. She's... Because she, you get graduated into it. Like, yeah. you graduate. Yeah. You get... Dr. Like, Phil actually, his therapist level.
0: has to be Dr. Ruth. Probably, yeah, she's first.
1: He probably just looks in the mirror.
0: And Who's talks her to therapist, Dr. I think it's Judge Judy. She is. The, she was the start of all therapy. Oh, she's the start. Yeah. She she consults the stars. She talks to yeah. the dead therapist. She's like, all right, young Sigmund and Freud. Sigmund Freud, yeah, yeah. Sigmund Tell me Freud what's up. Definitely one of them. She breaks out her Ouija
1: board. She's yeah. like, therapy time. I'm feeling very sad.
0: Why won't you tell me what's going on, Dr. <laughs> Freud?
1: Um, yeah, so I, that's a great Emmy update. I'm excited for you.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited. It's this weekend, and it's just like, uh, it's those like, exci- I'm not even, I'm not nervous. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm not nervous. But it's just like, um, like little butterflies.
1: Yeah. It's just like <gasps> buzz. buzzing.
0: Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. You know what I realized?
0: What? Is that, okay, so I also got to see, I got to live out a dream last weekend. Ye, uh, and I Elton? just burped. I just burped. Um, oh. Yeah, I got to see Elton yeah. on his farewell yellow brick tour or yellow brick road tour. And yeah. um, it was. And you wore a yellow outfit. I sure did. I got this beautiful gold smoking suit at from oh. Eloquy at um, Plus Bus. Yes. From they, you know, that they do this thing where they actually get the closets of influencers. So they've had like Lizzo's closet, Nicole Mason, purchased.
1: Gabby Fresh. Yeah, yeah, yes, of course. I've purchased from Lizzo and I just bought the orange dress you put me in for yes. Comedy Central. Also, so both of ours,
0: my gold suit and your orange dress, both came from Alex Michael May's. Yeah. Closet. So, yeah, so basically. I scored that suit for a lark, you know, $65. Yeah. Oh, my God. $65. So worth it. And I also picked up a pair of really cute orange sunglasses, like cat eyes, that I Ooh. did not think I could pull off. But, girl, I pulled them off. Like I was like, why haven't I been wearing these this whole that, time? Well, that whole suit looked great. It looked fantastic. I'm not even, like, being shy about it. Yeah. I no, felt great. I felt like a million gold bucks. I saw the pink one they had. Oh, she still the had her pink, pink one, one was good too, and I was trying to decide between the pink suit and the gold suit. So yeah, gold, you won the gold. Yeah, I won. She the has gold. a lot of sequins pieces. She has a lot of sequins. You know, here's the thing. So I love sequins. You know, I love sequins, I like yeah. anything that's shiny. But sequin pants are no are a no go for me out the gate.
1: Yeah, because your thighs rub together. Because your
0: thighs rub together, you're gonna lose all of your sequins. I
1: just don't know why they haven't enforced like done the reinforcement. Yeah. Or like, just don't put sequins on that part.
0: Just don't put sequins in the crotch. Yeah. It's very simple. But yeah. no, that's the thing. I was like, I, you know, I don't know a lot of plus size women whose thighs don't rub together. Yeah. There are a few, I'm sure. No. No, there's none. Zero? I really can't think of any. I'm going to just be open to the possibility. But I'm not in that. I'm not in that crowd. No, I, just, I mean, no. I My thighs have been running have been rubbing together since middle school.
1: I remember always rubbed together. Yeah. Since I was uh, born.
0: I remember the first time I got a hole in my jeans in the thigh and my friend who was also fat was like, why did that happen? And I was just like, "Um, I remember, you know, you're young. So you never you think when you're a teenager that all of your problems are only your own. And so I just remember being like, oh, my God, nobody else has this problem. I have the biggest thighs in the world. You know, and like now I'm, now I wow. wish I could go to my 14, 13 year old self and be like, no, don't you worry, they'll get bigger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't have the biggest thighs in the world. Also, this happens to everyone, even mm-hmm. skinny girls. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it does. Maybe, I don't know.
0: Yeah, there's skinny girls whose thighs rub together. Yeah. Thigh, the thigh gap thing is not, uh, it's not a very common thing.
1: It's no, a very it's uncommon. It's gross thing. and weird. Well, it's, uh, I'm going to shame anyone else's body. <sighs> Shame on the fuck's by. Jenny. Get into it. Look. James Corden. My name's Bill Maher. Oh, Jenny. So here's the thing. My name is Jenny Maher. Bill Maher came out with a thing. And he's a fucker. Where he said, we need to start fat shaming people again. Right. That we should have shame.
0: Everybody's seen this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Bill Maher thinks that the problem is that we've stopped fat shaming people and that that's the reason everybody's getting fatter, which... I don't think, I don't know what plan, I guess because he's not fat, he is not aware that
1: it, it yeah. has not stopped. It hasn't yeah. stopped. No, there's no, fetch fashion has not stopped at Mm-mm. all. Um, and then James Corden took it upon himself to do a rebuttal, which is yes. very sweet and yes. interesting. It was interesting. And it was a fine rebuttal from 2007.
0: Yes, it was Perfect. That's perfectly said. It was uh, before pre Instagram.
1: It's a pre Instagram model. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting into body, some kind of body positivity. Not not easy to
0: find all the literature out there, or to find like groups like NAFa who explain what fat acceptance is and why it's important. and All of that. Yes. Exactly. Um, you know, I think so. Basically, can you sum it up? Sum up what he said. So
1: the the um apol the uh, the apology. It was an apology. Mm-hmm. um the what James said, basically in a nutshell, was, don't shame us. Mm-hmm. Don't shame fat people. It makes it worse. right. But also, I'm trying. We're all trying to be skinnier. <laughs> so and it's a lifelong battle, and it's a lifelong battle to be thinner, so mm-hmm. cut us the bun for the doubt mm-hmm.
0: And cut us some slack, man. We're trying, and it's hard. Yes. Yeah. Well,
1: and it was just
0: and it was an apology. Yeah, it was an apology. It was like I'm it's like, "Hey, it's please don't bully us, but also I am sorry."
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm he sorry says we're I'm fat. trying. I work
0: out. I'm trying, and then yeah. he made some fat jokes. I just really want to give James Gordon Gordon a hug though. Because have do you you remember being in the apology stage of yeah. things right where you're like like, people would be like, oh, are you sure you want to eat that? And you'd be like, I'm dieting or whatever. Like, I'm going to work. Or like, you just like start, you you go out and you eat. And you're conscious of the fact that other people are paying attention to what you're eating. Yeah. And you're like, I just didn't eat anything today. Yeah. You know, I still do that. Yeah. I still catch myself doing that because it feels like a, a weird need. Like, every, we're all afraid of other people's judgment because we yeah. all know what
1: fat shaming feels like. Exactly. So, his, he brought up a couple of science things but not the ones that mattered no no um,
0: well like okay so here let me just put this in perspective from cut to a week before all this shit comes out yeah I meet with my di- my dietitian. Yes, and I was like let me just ask you a question um is there a healthy way to lose weight like with like stably is there a way to do that in in a way that has any level of stability to it it's slow whatever is there a healthy way to lose weight and she goes she looks me dead in the eyes Jenny and there's a pause and she just goes yeah I don't know (laughs) I just wanted to like flip a table but there wasn't one close by I was just like (laughs) I know that that's the answer yeah. But it was just so funny to me because it was just like she's like the science doesn't support it. Science doesn't support anything showing that there is a healthy way to lose weight or that it is even good for you. Yeah. Science. This is not like somebody's opinion post in, you know, F your beauty standards or the body's not an apology or whatever, which are all which are fine resources. Yes. But this is like real cold hard science on this says, yeah, I, you know, weight loss is risky. Yeah. It doesn't mean people look, and I also don't judge people for doing it, right? Like, I have friends who've done weight loss surgery. I have friends who have done, who are always on diets. I have friends who have done diets and maintained it, whatever. But like, I'm a constant weight, weight, I'm a ki- constant weight watcher's dropout. Yeah. I have. Gained the weight back and then some pretty consistently every time I did mm-hmm. L.A. weight, uh, L.A. weight loss.
1: I, think oh, that's my I remember one. L.A. weight loss. Yeah, yeah,
0: that one was basically like the Atkins diet. Like I did that in high school. I've done diets so much in my life that I've actually harmed my life more by yo-yoing.
1: Yeah, which is actually, they find that connection to diabetes and Mm -hmm. heart disease way more than they do to just maintaining a fat body is the yo-yo dieting. Well, and
0: that's one of the things they were like, oh, you know, heart disease is going up in women, it's going up, it's going up, and also so is obesity. Well, they never really went back and looked at how many of those women who were at high risk of heart disease or who would have had heart disease, um, they never really looked at like, how many of them had been on perpetual diets. Yeah. They just were like, Oh, they're fat. They never, they didn't compare. And actually now that they have started doing comparisons over decades of research, this is not like, Oh, they did it for, they did it on like a few lab rats. You know, this is like over decades of research with like hundreds and thousands of people. Um, they found that actually we're at higher risk for everything when we're dieters than we are if we just live our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, right? And
1: sad. Kind of sad. Interesting and sad. And then I wish that he would have, if he was going to bring up science, Mm. bring up the um, body set point. Tell me about that. So body set point is the science is coming out that everyone has a set point weight that their body wants to be at, which Mm. makes sense. Genetically, you have a height set point, Mm -hmm. which can be altered. That's fascinating. Depending on nutrition or whatever Mm -hmm. um, environment. But it's the same with your weight, right? Yeah. So you have a set body point. And they found this out, they kind of found this out through watching the biggest losers. Mm-hmm. There was this big article in the New York Times, I you guys should read it. It's very good. So they um, what'll happen is your body's so eight point and then you lose weight, mm-hmm, either dramatically or whatever. And then your body's like, Oh no, we're dying. hmm It will slow down your metabolism on purpose. Super slow. Mm-hmm you'll gain the weight back yep. plus more. And then it sets a new whip set point uh-huh. and it doesn't. Yes. Y- and
0: your body always tries to go, whatever that high point and that high number is. I did know about this. I just didn't know there was a term for it. Yeah. Whatever that number is, that is your highest point that becomes your new set point. Yes. And then it's within a like 10 to 20 pound range even. Yep. So I'm 250 pounds ish. I haven't weighed yeah. myself in a while. Um, if I'm that, my threshold on that could be as high as like two seventy ish, yeah, but um, but two fifty is my set point now,
1: yeah, yeah, it's basically like just don't gain weight, that's it, like, yeah, and it can be like, you know, I think that there's something to be said with like intuitive eating,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, big time that people have found that they've gone down, sure, but it's never like. I intuitive eat it and I lost a hundred pounds. It's like, yeah, no, your body is going to hang out here.
0: And it's also never like, Oh, I intuitive, I would started doing intuitive eating and I dropped 80 pounds in two months. Yeah,
1: no, that's crazy. And it's the same thing with when you do the diet surgery too, is your Mm -hmm. body will adjust and slow its metabolism down Mm -hmm. over time. And that's why, you know, every year there is an, uh, your weight gain goes up exponentially Mm -hmm. to by five years. 50% of people Mm -hmm. have gained the weight back. Who've had the surgery and they don't really know much beyond that because people stop coming in. Yeah. Which is like, yep. Oh, it's probably some shame in there. Oh yeah. They're not showing up.
0: Yeah. And there's all kinds of things like, you know, Bill Maher saying, Oh, we need to fat shame people more is just, that's also way out of alignment with, any sort of research, like all the research out yeah. there, suggests that shame makes things worse. So James Corden did get that part right. Yes. So when he says in it, you know, actually it just makes it worse, and I want to go eat a tub of ice cream, you know, ha ha. Um, I mean, really, did it have to be a pint of ice cream? I was just like, come on, James, like, like he's reach James for the Corden. stars. He's like
1: a milk toast. Whatever. Yeah. Actually, look, I did pitch to his production company. So I love. Him. I hope they. Listen, I love I James Corden and toast. I love him so toast. much. He is so great. He is such a <laughs> little like, sweet... He's a little sweet treat. I love him. He's a sweet treat. He's such a little Rice crispy. treat. But he's treat. also a people pleaser, so I can understand why he wouldn't take a yeah. stand of like what Lizzo takes or what... I think it was a huge step for him to say that. I
0: really do. And that's the thing is, like I see everybody wanting to um, criticize him and point out the errors and the fallacies and the things that he said. For me... Watching that, I just feel sad because I know how, I know what that apologist looks like. I've been that apologist. I was that apologist when I started my own body positive journey. I really was. I used to say, and I used to say these things to like placate thin people where I'd be like, I'm doing this because I I need to learn how to embrace my body because regardless of what weight I am today, I still have to wake up in that body today. But I was saying, which is like a, sure, that's a profound or thoughtful thing, right? Whatever. I just said my own words were profound. Yep, Did you you're notice a profound that? Woman. Someone's got to say it. I'm saying it about myself. Um, yeah, like on the one hand, sure. Like there is something to be said for that. There's lots of positive things in saying like I wake up in this body every day. I should learn to love it in whatever shape it's in. Yes. But I was really saying it and it was my own coded apology yeah. of like please don't be mean to me and be patient with me. Because whatever body I'm in today, I can't change it right this second. Yeah, That is, and that's the thing is like watching his thing for me was heartbreaking just because it was like, God, I know that shame yeah. and that sh- his shame is palpable. And I just like want to give him a big bear hug and like, uh, like a slice of key lime pie and be like, look, welcome, come yeah. to the body positive world. Join the Church of Lizzo. Like... <laughs> well,
1: look, I, I tried doing... I tried talking to a comedian friend about this because they were doing a lot of fat jokes that were really
0: mm. harmful mm-hmm.
1: and kind of shit. also shit-talking the body-positive movement. Oh. And like, I just wanted to sit down with them and be like, this is not... Like, you don't have to be so angry about this. Yeah. And they were an ex-Marine. They were oh. super fit at one point, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And they had gotten much bigger. hmm And the fight, like, just the fight of being, of them being, like, literally their argument was, like, I've been a lazy piece of shit. Uh-huh. And I need to be punished. Oh, no. And I, I, yeah, I'm a lazy piece of shit. I'm disgusted. like. Yeah, I'm just because I made myself disgusting. And that is just such like, a like man. masculine,
0: backwards fucking way of dealing with shame. By the way, yeah, So if you could just like let it go. You know what really works with people who are depressed? Shit on them.
1: I mean, look, there was, and also <laughs> like, he was like, "Well, that's women won't fuck because of this." I was like, "No, women will not fuck because uh, you haven't showered in like a week." Oh, so, like, well, yeah, I'm kidding, <laughs> But I'm not. Yeah. Um, but. I don't think he listens to this podcast so it's funny. I'll get I,
0: I feel like I want to give him a hug and a shower but like maybe the other order shower and a hug shower and a hug be like look come on over take a shower when you come out I'll have some tea cakes we'll sit we'll <laughs> chat
1: like it's going to be okay yeah yeah the apo- the the apology phase is so hard it's a rough phase and it's you just want to be like why are you apologizing to these people who don't know you? Yeah, don't care about you, truly don't care about you. And it it also makes me sad that like, yeah. you know, he brought up how him and Bill work in the same office, mm-hmm. and I've had this I've had this before with people where I hear the way they talk about fat people, mm. but they don't talk like. But you're not part of that group. Oh or right, whatever. right right right. Like, right, right right. Yeah. Saying hi to someone or whatever. Like, they work together and see each other in the halls and are very friendly. Mm -hmm. And then behind closed doors, they have this thought about someone who looks like you. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you're just like, man. Yeah. That sucks. That's like, I I used to have a a coworker. She was very young. She was like 18. Mm. And she would tell me, and she was very religious too. Oddly, weird. I mean, it was weird that she was so religious because, number one, she had been living with a man who was 30 when she was 16. Mm-hmm. and not married mm-hmm. doing sex yeah I, I'm uh, hmm. so fucked up number mm. one two mm. abortion I was going to hell and I'm like okay whatever and then three so she was like I have and she was southern I have gay friends okay I uh-huh. have gay friends and I love them but you know they are going to hell oh. I'm like have you told your gay friends this yeah have you told your friends, gay friends yourself like I love you but mm. you're damned yeah they would be like oh we're not friends
0: oh we're gonna be okay
1: yeah we're, we're gonna be friends. okay yeah we're gonna be okay without you though <laughs> yeah so like if, if i had a friend who was like jenny i'm your friend but i don't like fat people yeah they gross me out or whatever i'd be yeah. like oh then we're not friends we're not friends yeah yeah that's kind
0: of my feeling about it as i'm like I, I but it took a long time to get there especially if you're a people pleaser which i am and and as we know, I think James is as well to a degree, like a part of it, like his whole role is that, right? Like that's what his, the part he's, he's a host. supposed to play. He's a host. Exactly. So, um, I think, you know, when you're a people pleaser, it's really hard to advocate for yourself though and be like, actually that's not okay. And the way that he went about it was so soft and tender. And I really just felt like even more like I wanted to cry for him because yeah. He was so he really was in so many ways like such a total gentleman about how he approached things with Bill and Bill did not deserve that. Bill, no, Bill's a
1: piece of shit. <laughs> he
0: is. And also do you ever think about like how many fucking buckets of money Bill Maher gets paid? Like, is nobody gonna be like, hey, HBO, maybe get this asshole off the air by now? Like we're kind of past this phase. We're done.
1: Yeah, we're done with Bill Maher. We're
0: really tired of giving these like High somehow like highly conservative liberal progressive men you know like yeah I, let's take the progressive out highly conservative liberal men a uh, platform like I think we're past that now well
1: it's it's like okay like it's the whole thing with Chappelle Chappelle's special oh yeah
0: out. I'm not watching it that like I don't need to I don't
1: need to do it he is a he is a liberal but also at the same time the things that he's saying you're just like why you know what are you doing you're not helping anybody well who is this for i think that's the thing is like i feel like and then the and then the right loved it of course they did and i'm like is that what you wanted yeah is that what you were going for yeah i feel like okay so with his special some of it was funny so it was just like ugh. but the Mm -hmm. one thing i was like when he said to women i told you guys you were protesting wrong Mm -hmm. now look now see all these um uh, states have passed strict abortion laws uh-huh. i'm like you're gonna blame women stand like speaking out against <laughs> thank you <laughs> and that's you know what's so funny is like i'm having an issue right now i'm just really quickly personal uh, where sp- ha- the fear of dictating my needs uh-huh means that mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. will be taken from me yeah so yeah that's real if i say hey, I'm unhappy about something mm-hmm. or I, I can't do this, someone will say, well, then you don't get any of it. Right.
0: You're not happy with one thing? Well, you don't get shit. Well, we do call that the scarcity mindset. It is a scarcity mindset. And it is a very common thing when it comes to love, career. Yes. Like, All of that. But yeah, it's, uh, man, that's a hell of a place to be. And that's basically, though, what Dave Chappelle is trying to say is like, oh, you're right. Scarcity is real. Yeah. And y'all are fucked for trying to get your rights. How dare you? Oh, you
1: guys. Oh, you said like the way. And like, look, I also I had disagreements with some things in the movement, but that doesn't mean that I see a connection between these super strict abortion laws in the South of states that already hated abortion. And the conservative was on the rise anyways. Listen,
0: if you're ever in a conversation with somebody out there who, was, who wants to be like, oh, here's the problems I see with how the Me Too movement went down. Or do you remember when Rose McGowan did this, this, and this? And she did this wrong and this woman did this wrong or this person lied or whatever. Here's my response to that. Do you think rape is bad? Yes. Do you think that people who rape... Should be punished for it. Yes. Do you think that we do enough for that now? No. Fine. Then the Me Too movement did what it was supposed to do. But then they're like, yeah, but some women are going to lie. No, you know what? (laughs) Fuck that. It's like, this is the whole point. But you know what? The other thing too is men also benefit from the Me Too movement. They really do. I don't know why we pretend like this hasn't affected people across gender spectrums. It has. Terry Crews has been in this this whole time. I love Terry Crews so much. I know.
1: I'm so passionate today. I'm just I love like him. fuck you. Fuck you. Well, this yes. also connects to what's going on right now at SNL with oh, yes. Shane McGillis. Get into it. So, oh first of all, first up, let's talk about how variety magazine. Oh. Oh no. What was it? What was it? <laughs> oh man. So, variety magazine. So, 3 SNL cast members were announced. Oh, I actually only knew two. Three three new ones. Shane McGillis, um, two other ones, and then um Shane Shane Fired and Gillis. Shane fired McGillis. Okay, I gotta get my phone. Hold on. It's the new face ID, so I have to take my face away.
0: <laughs> I hate this. I, I miss... What you don't have
1: it so your number can do it too? I always I do. do it. I mean I do, but I miss the old thing. Mm. So okay. Um so <laughs> uh, so One of the people that got added Mm. is um, an Asian comedian named Bowen Yang.
0: Yeah, super excited about
1: him, Bowen Yang. Um, But when you look at this, uh oh, that the Hollywood Reporter put out, who's who's that a photo of? Oh no, they didn't. (laughs) Oh
0: shit. (laughs) That's not Bowen. It's is not that Bowen. Joel? It's Joel Kim Booster. Fuck. Also, by the way, I've said this many <laughs> times and I will say it again. I objectify Joel so hard. He is so hot. He's so hot. I think Joel Kim Booster is like ultimately one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in person.
1: It's literally, it's the most insane thing. Wait, wait, wait. I would
0: put Joel Kim Booster <laughs> on the same level of hotness as John Stamos. John
1: Stamos. John Stamos is I saw John Stamos
0: in person and the sun literally exploded it happened in an instant it was over the sun came back she's fine but I saw John Stamos in person and I died and then came back to life was resurrected and now I'm Jesus that's John Stamos hot Joel Kim Booster just as hot as John Stamos I'm not gonna say that but
1: I will text him and say that you think this
0: you should you should let him know i
1: i let everybody know he gave All me <laughs> poppers one time i'm not gonna lie that's beautiful great poppers are oh amazing. is he the one
0: you know how many times you've talked about the comedian who gave you oh, poppers <laughs> <laughs> you've talked about it a yeah, few times in the back of the comedy shows. Well, this is gonna be a future episode this is how we lure joel onto the podcast it's fabulous. we're like bring yourself and some poppers We'll do it. Um, um, so, yeah. so yeah. Sorry. So, so they obviously got Bowen. They So they put Joel Kim Booster's picture in the place of Bowen. Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bowen is off to a real start
1: right now. SNL
0: is. He's like, cool, they hired me alongside an Asian hater.
1: Which, first of all, amazing, like, it literally it's 2019 it's the first asian cast member i think he's the he's not well, the first so no. that's inaccurate actually okay, Bob rob
0: schneider is is filipino and and um oh you're just in a movie with him and i can't think of his name Who? fred armison is part asian is as he well asian? i don't know uh his whole genealogy but i know that uh that I was reported he was, um, that he and rob schneider latin I don't know all of his things. Well, now
1: I got to look at this up. But so, I, I did
0: read that. So that so everybody people have said that Bowen Yang is the first. He's not.
1: But he is whatever you want to say. Yeah. Fred Armisen is part Venezuelan, part German, part Korean. There it is. OK. I didn't know that. Now, you know, his
0: grandfather. Is you can
1: Korean. you Wait. can
0: list off his Wikipedia page when you see him at the premiere of your your movie. Later oh, he this says year.
1: Japanese. He's you know, he's just got he's just California. Mm hmm uh-oh, he's married again to another woman. That's not gonna go well. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're in a movie with him, Jenny. It's fine. Look, listen to his what-the-fuck-with-Mark-Marin. You'll be like, oh, okay. Oh, no, he's, I've read. I've read yeah. all the stories, the old Gawker stories about Fred Armisen. He said once he marries them, he stops thinking they're people. So.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> you
1: know. Okay, well, he brought it on himself. Look, so... Mm. Brought it on himself. Shane McGillis comedian new york shane gillis or shagillis doesn't really i shane mcgillis it's gillis who's mcgillis i don't I'm know jenny of, i again i'm these are white dudes honestly me.
0: who gives a fuck there are plenty of mediocre white men out there i'm supposed <laughs> to remember all of their names <laughs> that's
1: fair i'm just saying Yeah, you're right shane gillis okay, don't so make
0: him scottish the
1: scottish people don't want him so shane Gil- so shane gillis um yes. gets hired on snl yep then it comes out that he said some very racist things on his podcast. Mm-hmm. He said that Chinatown was nuts and let the shramblembleams have it. I thought it. it was someone else's podcast. No, I thought that was the secret podcast of Shane and something. I don't Whatever. know. It doesn't matter. So He said that shit. Then he called. He they ranked um, Hollywood people by their race and gender and called Judd Apatow mm. a bunch of. Slurs. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean where he called Andrew
0: Yang two different things? He (laughs) he called him a Jew, another word that I'm not gonna say. Together and together this is the thing, is like Jew on its own is
1: not a slur, but it can be. Yeah, but Jew or fucking Jew. It's like
0: yeah, I don't need to explain the differences, you know.
1: So here's um a little bit of his apology Mm. is that um he's a Wait, 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 hold up. Okay. This is not an apology. It's not an apology at all. Not an apology. He says he's a comedian who pushes boundaries. Sometimes it's a miss. Um, (laughs) And if you go through his 10 years of comedy, most of it's bad. I mean, it's still, it's bad now. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm happy to apologize to anyone who's actually offended by anything I've said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually think anybody's really apologized, but are anybody's really offended. But if you are,
1: I take risks. Yada yada yada.
0: I take risks by being a racist. I put my racism out there, okay? Ugh,
1: normal white guy bullshit. It is so. I mean, just
0: I'm so excited for him to just fade into the sea of other shitty white men. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but he'll be picked up by skanks. And he fine. will be. He'll be fine. He's got a, a blooming Fox News career coming. Oh yeah.
1: So, oh yeah. Know. Fox is gonna eat him up. Yeah. So, but he got fired, which yes. is kind of cool. I mean. Cause you know who didn't get fired for their really anti-Semitic comments? Oh, who? Trevor Noah. Oh
0: shit! So when Trevor Noah was getting hired, did not know about this. He had
1: some pretty not great anti-Semitic comments. On I his did Twitter. know he had
0: some things about women that were
1: questionable. Yeah, and yeah, and he did not. Oops. Get fired for it?
0: Did he apologize though? I don't think he did. I think he did. I'm gonna
1: say he did. I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> I think the difference is, is that Trevor Noah is hot and well, she does is have them cute a, little dimps. a Doughy fucking white
0: dude. Trevor Noah it has those cute little dimps.
1: Trevor Noah is a cute, is a cutie. Also,
0: I think that he is he's a my sweetie. type. Oh, love it. Um, let's see if he apologized because he is wonder, in a way my boss.
1: So another female comedian, kay. um who was on who was a writer on SNL. I don't know if she got fired or not. She made a joke about Barron Trump. Okay. On Twitter. And? About being a school shooter. Okay. And people called for her to be fired. Oh. Well. And I don't think, I mean, I don't know if she did. I wonder if she got fired or if she didn't get fired. Like, were people as outraged? Did the community, because right now the comedy community is also like totally backing him. Like, there are even writers from SNL who are like, oh, he didn't deserve this, skibbity-bop-boop-bop, whatever. So, Trevor,
0: uh, I think he did apologize. I'm looking for the apology. But he's also a quarter-Jewish. Is he a quarter-Jewish? He's quarter-Jewish. Doesn't necessarily make it okay. Really doesn't. But he did apologize, yes. He did? Yes.
1: And. Oh, yeah, the girl did get fired. For having... From one, SNL? Yeah, for having one Baron Trump um, tweet about him being a school shooter, which, honestly... Mm. Have you seen him? Mm. He doesn't mm. smile a lot.
0: Yeah. I, uh... No comment. No comment! Yeah, so...
1: So she got fired, um, and no one came to her rescue, and he's getting fired, and now he'll probably be the king of uh he'll probably get fucking make tons of money off this shit mm-hmm. and then at the end of his other apology he said by the way i'm more of a mad tv guy which is like i oh, was like yeah hey, i'm sorry but like suck my dick he is
0: such a like he is such a shit that was i here's the thing oh, i want to say weasel. so i i went on a little tiny tweet storm uh this week about it because it just got it's a little b in my bonnet and yeah. um I the thing I could not get over was not only did Shane not have an apology, but you have just had the biggest break in your career. Yeah. You've just SNL is a pretty high point for a lot of comedians. It's yeah. a big goal for a lot of comedians. He got it and his response was to be like, Well, if anybody's actually offended, I'm happy to talk to them. That's yeah. your response. You have the big like you should just honestly, if I that is Talk about the worst person to work with.
1: Okay, do, hey, do you remember this episode of Mad Men where um, Peggy was in charge? Okay. And there was one guy that worked there that was kind of just doing like sexist comments and like yes. doing sexy things in front of Joan and whatever. Yeah. And then he was like, whatever. And then she like fired him. And he's like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He's like, no, you're fired. No, fuck you. Yeah. And he's like, well, what the fuck? But then Joan was like. I didn't need you standing up for me. Oh my now god! Now I'm gonna get in shit, which I'm like. Well, oh, yeah, that's the she's 60s. she's
0: worried about her. Yeah, it's a different time, but also relevant.
1: Still, yeah. that shit still happens. Ooh, there was something last night. We were watching Mad Men, and there mm. was something that was very. You're rewatching old Mad Men. Yeah, that was that very, sounds there was some shit That was really, really relevant. Hmm. That sounds. Uh, I think I oh, might have to restart oh, it watching was, Mad. Oh, so was was the episode where Martin Luther King dies. Oh. And it was the episode where. Um, Peter, for some reason, shows, like, that he has a heart Mm -hmm. and is upset with the movie guy. I forget his name. I don't know. Who, like, cuts deals for, like, movies and stuff. Yeah, whatever. And the movie guy is mad because the riots are are losing the money. And Peter's like, you're a racist bigot. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I'm trying to save us a job. And then he goes, every, like, he goes... Uh, every well, every so everyone's racist and it mm-hmm. was just like this very interesting like yeah you're like yes the oh, I was like yes. I was like oh my god it's like Twitter in the sixties it is Twitter in the <laughs> 60s. you're racist so everyone's racist yeah loser. and then the old guy was like you guys are just supposed to shake hands yeah and I was like oh this is so relevant to the times but, wow yeah it is that is so, like Twitter
0: I had a heartwarming Twitter moment oh what, what Can I, I don't know how close we are to the end now I can't we'll see end the time. on this heartwarming twitter moment talking about shane gillis yeah uh and talking about how stupid his oh millie sneezed it was the cutest it sneeze. Was super cute why is everything you do so cute millie she barfed in the bed last night that was less cute <laughs> she just sneezed again though to remind but me But when she sneezes so
1: her whole head goes back
0: <laughs> <laughs> she gets all she gets pretty dramatic she's like a tiny horse yeah um she hi. A tiny are you a tiny horse okay sorry I got distracted um my heartwarming moment on Twitter because yes. those happen so rarely
1: <laughs> what happened
0: <laughs> was that I was talking about Shane Gillis with some folks in a thread and this I, I'm a passionate woman so I will use all caps or whatever to be emphatic and then yeah. somebody else another woman responded Uh, To my comment, also being very passionate, emphatic and used the sort of general you, you know, when you're like, what are you thinking going out there and doing this? But you don't mean like specifically you, Jenny Zagrino, it means like a general you, any person who thinks that way. So that's how she was meaning it. And I took it that way. But somebody responded to her and was like, I don't know why you're arguing with Kat. She agrees with you. And it was this whole really sweet exchange where then what happened is everybody was like, no, no, we all get along fine and we all agree and it's lovely. And I was like, (laughs) this never happens on Twitter. That is a
1: very sweet Twitter story. It was so nice.
0: I was like, thank you, stranger, for standing up for
1: me, but I didn't even need it. I have no good Twitter stories.
0: No, but it was really nice to see some like good humanity happening up in the comments on Twitter because that never happens. So heartwarming experiences. Oh, that's sweet. Do you have a heartwarming experience to go out on? No. No? Millie just licked your hand. My heart hurts. Oh. That's about it. Millie's about ready to get inside of it for you. She looked up at you like, I'll be here. Get in my
1: heart. I'll get in your heart. I miss Lupe.
0: Millie feels, she feels your energy and she is really trying to be there for you right now. Man,
1: I really, yeah, I think so.
0: Well. Or she's like, Lupe, Lupe who? I do miss Lupe. I'm Millie. I,
1: I spent the night with Lupe last night. It was very good. Aww. she was my little, cutie. My little cutie, cutie. Well, dogs are great, but um, Shane Gillis got fired. Yay! Yeah, Shane Gillis so fired. I I'm gonna be in New York. Okay. Just so everyone knows where I'm gonna be. Just. I'm yeah. gonna, actually I'm gonna be in New York, and then next <laughs> week I'm gonna be in, <laughs> in Dallas, Texas, Fort Worth, Texas, Austin, Houston, doing comedy. So guys, go to my website jenniegreener.com for info. Instagram is Jenny Zagrino. I'll put all my ticket links up there. So come see me.
0: Yeah. Where are you performing in New York? Do you remember? The stand. Oh, this will come out the day I perform. Growly dog. That must mean. She's shaking. It's time to go. Oh,
1: all right. Well, I'll be on the Emmys this weekend. I won't be on it, but my, but my dresses will be. I'm so excited to hear about you. And we'll post pictures on the Instagram. Uh, Please follow, rate, subscribe, all that stuff. You guys are lovely. Millie says goodbye. Bye, Millie. And get out of my house. That's what she says.